Hey, it's Lauren. This is an excerpt from the full-length episode. To listen to the entire episode, head to the show notes and follow the link. This episode has been brought to you by the Afterlight Institute. Ignite the light, magic, and miracles within. Do you think that guilt has a big part of, like, is guilt part of the witch wound as well? Because, you know, I think that a lot of um, of caretakers that, you know, when they're giving, 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 that they, they feel guilty if, you know, someone's in need or, you know, they feel guilty to give to themselves when they could be giving to someone else. So I guess I'm just wondering whether or not you think that that's also connected to the witch wound or is that sort of guilt another, another challenge? No, I think, and I think it's part of a spectrum. I think it's, um, guilt and worry guilt is all about the past right what i did what i didn't what i said what i did what i didn't say guilt is all about ah and avoiding feeling guilty we don't like to feel that way right worry is all about the future what will this mean? What will they think? Oh my God, if I go and have a spa day and I'm not saving that hundred dollars for my kid's college education, he's three, but never mind. you know, like that, right? It's putting together things that actually don't go together. And what it is, is taking um, the belief systems of other people onto ourselves without checking in right? Without, um, like I know someone uh, who wanted to return to work three weeks after she had her son, not a stay-at-home mom, not interested, wanted to go to work, could afford a nanny, had absolutely no trouble with it. And her mother did everything she could to shame her. You have to stay home with your child. Oh my God, the bonding and the this, and you'll miss that, and you'll miss this, and you'll miss that. And my my friend was desperate to go back to work. She was happy. She got her validation there. She was connected. She had a whole team of people she was responsible for. And she finally had to go tell her mother to go jump on a lake. But it was her mother projecting what she valued onto her daughter rather than seeing her daughter as a separate person, what she did, her mother projected what motherhood means onto her daughter. Well, but that mother 20 years earlier, of course, stayed home because that's what women did. But my friend was in a family where every, where both people worked, right? That, that was what enabled them. What? Say that again. Yeah, that's right. And, and she struggled with her mother's belief system until I finally said to her, uh, does your mother believe any other unreasonable things? And she went, what? I said, well, I don't know. Does she believe in, in the leprechaun and leprechauns or I don't know, whatever. She said, why are you asking me that? I said, because what she's doing is offering you a belief system that's unreasonable. It's not your belief system. Why do you have to even consider it? So yes, the answer to your question is yes. I think both guilt and worry are part of 
of any wound that keeps us away from our own divinity. So few people understand this, you know. Yes, there is a, a transcendent God. There is a big old honking God that is on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. You know, that God, that guy with the index finger and Adam, right? Okay. If that works for you, great, right? But my God doesn't look like Poseidon. My God looks like a woman first. That's, that's what works for me. It's just an avatar, you know, how I want to think about it. That's all software. You can look at God any way you like, right? If you need it to be a big burst of light in space, okay, God doesn't care. However you can imagine God, how do you need to interact with that? My mom died very unexpectedly just after I turned 40. And um, I went to God shrieking. I was so mad. And I said, I need a God that looks like me. I need to be connected to a feminine God, God, the mother. I need a mother. I'm the oldest person in this family. And I'm not old enough to be the oldest person in this family yet. Right? Well, okay. So I got some imagery. I went, oh, all right. That works for me. Good enough. I always have a Mary candle burning. She works for me or I work for her really, but more to the point, it's, it's okay. You have to remember your right to connect to God. You don't have to call it God. No, you don't have to, I'm saying you don't have to call it God. You can call it whatever you like. I, I use God because it's the shortest word. That's the only reason. Yeah, I change. I call it source, creator, God, spirit. I, I use all those things. I guess my question to you is that, is the purpose of healing the witch wound so that we can be in integrity with ourselves here and now, or is it so that we can connect closer to God? Or is it all of those things or none of those things? Uh, I think it's all of those things and more of those things, which is this. Um, if the witch wound is about people who are two, right? T-O-O, whatever T-O-O you are, too flamboyant, too fabulous. Um, then what it actually is, the purpose of healing the witch wound is ease and joy and peace living in your own skin. So that you actually have much bigger choices about how you wish to spend your time, what you wish to create. But if every time you go to dream something for yourself, to conjure up a new idea, you know, oh, okay, well, I've been a business consultant for a really long time. So now I think I'll include my mediumship in this, like you, you were saying earlier, like, Oh, wow. How, 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 I mean, that's a really big conceptual change for you about who you are, right? Healing the witch wound lets you see the path from business consultant, including your mediumship in it and where it takes you, right? It gives you 
much broader vistas and horizons. And it makes you a beautiful example of wholeness, of integration, of, ah, I see. I know what the wound is. I mean, here's, talk about this, right? When we talked about doing this uh, podcast about the witch wound, I thought, well, I better get my thoughts in order about that. Because, you know, I've talked about the witch wound with people, but it's, you know, been very specific to a client, you know, and about their own patterning, right? So I thought, what are the broad strokes here? Well, I took a nap this afternoon, which is not unusual. And I got up from my nap and normally I would have put my hair up. Here's an example, right? I almost always wear my hair up, certainly in public. That comes from years of people paying attention to my hair and making me uncomfortable. Me not wanting that kind of attention. I have a cloud of red hair. Okay. Um, now it's got streaks of white in it and all kinds of stuff. But I went tearing through cupboards looking for small clips so that I could pull most of it back, but leave some down today. And when I went into the kitchen, my husband said to me, that's a new hairdo. And I, I said, mm, actually, it's a very old hairdo. <laughs> and, and I thought to myself, wow, I can't remember since the onset of COVID, I cannot remember the last time I wore any of my hair down. Ah, well, first of all, mystically, hair represents your individuality in the world. Oh, so here I am showing more of myself, withholding less of myself, because I just went through my own thoughts on the witch wound. I thought to myself, God, I'm gonna have to say this to Lauren. This is so wild. I'm suddenly doing my hair differently for the first time in, I don't know, three and a half years. Whoa, that, but it's that. It's, you know what? I love wearing my hair down. It's, it, but that pulled back, I'm in control, right? Which is so funny. I don't know if you've ever heard this, but I had a woman say to me in all seriousness, you know what which stands for, don't you? And I said, stands for? You mean like means? She said, no, no, no. It's an acronym. Woman in total control of herself. Oh, which woman in total control of herself? Well, I laughed myself silly about that. I thought that was great. So of course I went on Google and there are memes and there are this is and that's about woman in total control of herself. I thought, wow, isn't that cool? Okay, but I changed the, this pattern to the parent wound, the peer wound. So I decided I need another P, right? So it needed to be the pitch wound. Okay. So what do we do when we put ourselves out in the world? We pitch what we do, right? Person in total control of herself, himself, right? So that's what we're doing. We are actually becoming identified with our own wholeness when we heal the witch wound. And all of us have the right to stay with our bleeding, with our scars, 
with our pain. We absolutely do. Everyone does. And the ones who wish to say, oh yeah, I used to have a witch wound, but I did the work. It's, it's, it's scabbed over and it it's like a son of a bitch, but then it's scarred and I'm clear. I got it. I don't have to be afraid of who I am publicly anymore or even privately. I can look in the mirror and see all of me. Oh, so one of the major symptoms of the witch wound is what I call faceting. Um, in the sense of, you know, like a diamond has facets, right? And it's what we do is we um, edit ourselves. And I, it, it, the interesting thing about edits are normally when they're done, they're done after the creation. No, we edit as we go along, right? So we tune into the room, we think we know what's going on and we say, oh, I'm not going to talk about the fact that I'm an intuitive. I don't think this crowd is really going to like this, right? I did it for years, apologized first to me and then to other people until people finally started seeking me out and saying, hey, I heard you're an intuitive. Can we talk, you know, like in ladies rooms, <laughs> I said, well, this is getting, this is getting around. I may as well just be this. 